Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned, and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. If you haven't tried Mindset Wellness CBD or any CBD for that matter, you are missing out. Mindset Wellness CBD's products, all of their gummies are gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO, organic, and they taste incredible. They have helped my anxiety, they've helped me sleep at night, and I couldn't recommend them more highly. Head to MindsetWellnessCBD.com and use code SEEINGOTHERPEOPLE at checkout for 10% off and free shipping. On today's episode, I sit down with Aliana Michaels, who shares her story of how her happy and healthy relationship was directly affected by the national dialogue surrounding the pandemic, vaccine efficacy, and hesitancy. Aliana's upcoming poetry collection is called In Defense of Science, and it's a direct reflection on how, despite how in love she and her partner were, they ultimately chose their values over each other. And while it was one of the hardest things she's been through, in the end, she was better off for it. And we are here. Welcome to the Seeing Other People family. I'm so excited to have you here. Why don't you introduce yourself and who you are, what you're doing, and most importantly, what we're here to talk about because I'm excited. Yes, yes, me too. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Aliana Khan Michaels, author of In Defense of Science, a poetry collection. And we're here to talk about how vaccines can destroy love um, and kind of the story that led up to me writing a book about a relationship that I had that ended during the pandemic and, you know, kind of how my life has unfolded afterwards. Well, thank you so much for being here. Seriously. When, when I first saw your email come across, um, and it said like when vaccines destroy love, I was like, Holy shit, I need (laughs) to know more. And I need to know what happened to you because I, it's been so eye-opening to see yeah. how much the pandemic and decisions we've had to make surrounding COVID and our safety and what we value versus what maybe other people value since March of 2020. Like it is crazy to see how like friendships and families and relationships have been impacted by things that two years ago did not exist. And these decisions that we did not have to make are totally changing the game. Um, And so obviously, you know, this more firsthand than me, because this is your story. But um, why don't you kind of start at the beginning of sure. where this it's all unfolded? <laughs> sure. So, you know, I, I think it's best to start in uh, 2019. So I started dating this man in 2019, uh, who's a bit older than me, and we fell in love. And it was beautiful. You know, it was definitely my first true love. Um, and in February, then in February of 2020, I actually ended up moving from DC to Connecticut um, for three different reasons. One, because he lived he lived there. Two, because I got a new job in New York. Um, and three, because you know New York and Connecticut are home. And I wanted to really and I wanted to be at home. I wanted to be with the people that I loved. And so I quit my job in DC, moved, and two weeks later, the world shuts down. And the timing, was, yeah, we love timing. timing. We love that divine timing. And <laughs> and. And so what ended up happening was I basically moved in with my partner at the time. And we, we, you know, I really thought that we were aligned in terms of our value sets. 
in terms of what we wanted for the future and, and the lens at which we saw the world. But unfortunately, I couldn't have been more wrong. Um, and yeah. what unfolded during the pandemic is you know, we were living together and really started seeing the world through two entirely different lenses. Um, and it was honestly a really, really sad experience for me to see something so beautiful become, you know, so tragically dark um, and it's kind of a blink of an eye. It felt like it happened overnight. Um, and we started having all of these very divisive conversations about everything that was going on in the world, in particular with vaccines um, and what it means um, to have these discussions about collectivism versus individualism. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how we should care about people. You know, what do masks represent? What should we, what kind of actions should we be taking to protect ourselves, to protect others? Um, and unfortunately, we disagreed across the board. And it became so divisive that, you know, there are even points where we were making PowerPoints about vaccine information and, you know, bringing completely different information to the table. You know, if you go online, you can prove any point. You can prove any point that you want to and find sources that are going to really support your opinion. Um, And I think that's really scary and very dangerous. And of course, you know, my book is titled In Defense of Science. I'm coming at this from a pro-vaccine, you know, thinking that we should all be getting vaccinated, not just to protect ourselves, but to protect our communities, to protect, you know, to help the pandemic go away so we can move forward with our lives. I mean, something that I know is unfortunately a hard fact at this point is that we're never going back to what it was like in 2020, you know, right before the pandemic happened. But in a good way, I wouldn't want to because Mm -hmm. having these divisive conversations really showed, you know, what I want in a relationship and really showed how important it is to me to be on the same page about how you view the world with someone. Like if you're, if you're not able to have that, you know, that peace within the home when there's, you know, the world's on, out on fire outside, like what, what's the point of even being with someone? And so, you know, it, it really got to that point and like something that I was doing a lot during the pandemic and I, I've been writing for years, but I was writing poetry um, because poetry uh, is one of my, one of my favorite art mediums that really I personally use to express myself and to think through my own emotions. Um, and I realized after he and I broke up, you know, through my own healing process that I told this story of the pandemic through my eyes in kind of a microcosmic level, you know, l- having these intimate conversations within the home and really, really mirroring what was going on in the outside world. And so I'm really excited for, you know, for the book to, to launch and for people to read the story and hopefully resonate with it in some way. Um, cause I know, you know, you know, when you and I connected, we were talking a little bit about how the pandemic has really been make it or break it for romantic relationships and actually for, for all relationships. You know, if you're, if you're not seeing the world in the same way as a loved one, it can be really painful. Yeah, it can. And I mean, what I think is so shocking and, and so like interesting about your story is like you were, you had been dating for so long. You had moved yeah. in together. Like you yeah. were planning a life with this person and you yeah. thought you were on the same page. And then this new thing came out of left field and suddenly you couldn't have been on more different pages. And right. that's, I think the scariest part of all of this is like, we thought that we knew 
what our values were and that they were aligned with our friends and our family members and our significant others values and surprise plot twists, they're really not. And so not only does that make you rethink like, well, can this person still be this person to me? But it also makes you rethink like, like question yourself and be like, how was I so wrong about this person? Or how yeah. did I think that me and this person were compatible and would have been able to raise children together or, or create this life together? And it, I mean, I can't imagine what it was like for you and how heated and, and tense it was all the time when you're making PowerPoints, trying to prove things and trying to convince the other and sway the other and show why the other is wrong. And like, it's also, like you said, like you can go on the internet and prove anything. I can right. only imagine what both of your like Facebook feeds and like how different your Instagram feeds looked because they were telling him one thing and you another thing. Yeah, that it's interesting you say that because I at one point wanted to see what his Facebook feed looked like. And I asked him to show me and it was it was proving his points over and over. At the, and at the same time, you know, my Instagram feed, my Facebook feed, proving my same points over and over. And and I think that this, you know, kind of bleeds into a larger conversation about confirmation bias and about, you know, how are we supposed to continue maintaining respect and and understanding for other people who have different points of view than we have on, on really important topics? Because having respect for others, even when you don't agree with them, is super important. It's very important mm -hmm. to me. You know, I think that that's kind of the bedrock of, of, not to get too grandiose, but the bedrock of like democracy, the bedrock of, of communication and how we as, as human beings need to, you know, work together to survive at a very like yeah. biological level. And so when all these things are also affecting us in such a way that it, it brings fear to the surface, then it's really hard to think clearly because, yeah. because the pandemic, you know, the, I think I think one of the hardest things about the pandemic was that everyone has been afraid. You know, everyone is afraid currently with this resurgence in New York City too. Mm -hmm. And and when you're in this state of fear, you're in a fight or flight response. And you know, everything everything that you do, every decision that you make is going to be very heated and it's very difficult. So it's like what do you yeah. do at that point? And my personal answer was art. <laughs> And, and I think that I think that a lot of people can and should turn to art when they're in pain because it's one of the only ways to kind of move that energy out of you and create something beautiful in the process. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the most beautiful things is that you were creating this as it was happening. Like I can only yeah. imagine so many people are out there now writing books and, and poetry and creating whatever form of art like resonates with them about what's happened over the last two years, but your stories are from in the moment. They're from yeah. not knowing what was going to happen. They're from before the Delta and Omicron variants were right. out and you didn't know that those were going to happen. You thought maybe life would go back to normal. And so I think that's something that's so unique and special about what you've created that it's really going to take us back to a time and place and, and put us in the mindset that we were in then, which I mean, for the most part, we still are as we're basically quarantining from the world right now in New York. Right. Um, no, definitely. I mean, there's, so, there's one poem that I'm thinking of in particular that I'd love to read for you. Um, please. that, um, in the book, this is the, this is kind of the turning point where you, you know, there's a lot of poems about, you know, the good times, of this relationship too. Cause of course there were beautiful times, but there was really this turning point in the pandemic and the poem is titled a pandemic story. Um, and it's kind of about how, you know, how when someone's 
you know, ego, <laughs> when someone's, you know, values really come to the surface um, and how it tears you, tears you apart. Um, there's this one. And then I'd also love to read for you a snippet of another one that I think really shows the emotion of it. Absolutely. Go right ahead. A pandemic story. He had an ego bigger than the heart, constantly throwing walls up taller than 10 foot paintings, modern art. Yelling from the tops of the mountains, he's climbed around the world that he is right and I am wrong, preaching the same old song our fathers told us long ago. Nature is perfect and you should bend to its will, but will isn't free. I talked with him today and I'm going to stop letting you balance my heart on your copper tray, running lines across my psyche's court after sunset, before dusk. What's yours is yours now, clouded, torturous musk. The man with an ego bigger than the heart who knew that our ending could have been so dark. So is that mm-hmm. one. And I think, you know, thinking about how, you know, the ending of the relationship was really that tumultuous because, you know, when you, there's something so, you know, I wasn't in control of what was happening in the world. There was nothing I could do. Even with doing my own research and everything, there was really nothing that I could do at that point. Um, yeah. And I mean, that the last line really is, is like what hit me and what's going to stick with me because when everything is going well. And of course, like you said, like there were positives that like you were in a relationship, like I'm sure there were a million things to love about him. And so knowing that like in that moment, it's like, how did we go from that to this? Right. And I think like that, that turning point is really an overnight sensation. (laughs) Another way to say it, like it, it was, it was like, I was, you know, I was, really, really happy for a long time. And then these conversations really changed that, unfortunately. Um, A snippet of the poem Clean Shoes, I think really shows that emotion. This this poem actually um, was an email that I wrote for him, but never sent. Oh, wow. The kind you yearn after out of fear the kind that brings you to tears, the kind you physically feel and can't explain to anyone, the kind you take home with you at night, the kind your head says no to, but the heart she wants to fight, to hold on strong attachment with the eyes of a tiger and the memory of an elephant and the guidance of a queen, but most importantly, the kind where you both know a true reconciliation is nothing but a dream. Driven by joyous days past, you now paint in the color of romance with a veil of pretend draped over its body so only you can see the rose-colored moments and not the pain shed from passion with more shots around the bend. Reading our words from July, we were in so much hurt it was clear we were holding on for dear life and I remember the darkness and our daily plight of the fights over our value-set differences, the biggest conundrum yet of of my life. Your decisions and choices for me, I respect them, I guess. But man, oh man, has my heart been put to the test of understanding love and choosing to believe again, if it is real or worth it, or should I just accept the end? Yeah. So that one, that's- I just got the chills. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's so, I mean, that's so powerful and it's so- Thank you. It's just, why didn't you send the email? Because I didn't think that he deserved to hear it. It was, you know, this was a really painful breakup for me. Um, And I feel really grateful that I'm on the other side of it now. Um, And that I'm able to look back and reflect on this. But, you know, this this book has been in in its final draft since July and August of this year. And 
you know, it's very, it's a very personal, you know, look at my life. It's like, you're reading my journal because it is my journal, you know, this is how I, this is how I write down my life in, in poems. And so I've been sitting on this for a while. And I think that like the, something that people hopefully will resonate with is the healing journey from that pain and like what, what can come out of it. Um, And, you know, the book after, after I go through kind of the, you know, the ins and outs of the breakup and the pain in that you see this transition because then I start talking about my family and my friends and, you know, living, moving to New York and living in New York and seeing this, you know, what were the positive things that came out of it. And I really think that there can be a lot of really positive things that come out of breaking up with someone, especially when you're learning so much about yourself and what you want and what you actually need in the process. Because, you know, sometimes something I've thought about a lot with regards to relationships is like, you know, when, when you're not happy in a relationship, it's because your innate needs are not being met. When you're, you know, when you're depressed just as a human, it's because your innate needs are not being met. And it's not worth it to be in something where, you know, you're not feeling respected. You're not feeling encouraged. Um, and you have this different lens at which, at which you're seeing the world. It's like, it's at that point, you know, it's much better to be on your own, figuring out who you are and moving forward with respect for yourself. Yeah. I mean, I love what you said about like how this breakup as hard as it was like made you stronger. And I think that's something that I want everyone to take away from listening to this because breakups can literally make us feel like we're at rock bottom and like we're not good enough and we're not worthy of love. And if this person who we thought loved us so much, who we would have done anything for, isn't willing to fight for us and to, to fight to make it work, then who will? And it, I mean, every breakup that I've been through has completely like shattered me, but they've also made me so much stronger and made me who I am today. And they're why I'm here doing this podcast. They're why I'm now in a healthy relationship. They're why I now like love who I am. And it's, it's so hard to go through it. And I think I totally can understand why you've been like in the final draft mode sit for so long. Cause I mean, these are, you said, it's like, it's your journal, it's your diary. Like this is what happened to you. And it's so painful to revisit that and to be rereading it and picking it apart and also reliving it while you're rereading it. Um, but it's such a beautiful thing that you were able to put into words. And, and I think it's, it's really going to resonate with so many people because of how the world has been lately. Um, and I, I really appreciate that. You know, it's, it, there was a point where I couldn't read through the book without crying. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, just to be completely transparent, I distinctly remember this summer I, uh, I did, you know, a solo trip through, through new England to finish the book. Um, and there was a, a point where my brother met me in Newport, Rhode Island, and we were sitting, um, overlooking the ocean and I read him the book for the first time and I was just crying. Like if this is, we were, it, I mean, it was very, it was very dramatic. It was like the middle of the night we were sitting on this bench and, you know, I was crying reading through this because it's, it's painful. And I feel really grateful and, and honestly lucky that at this point I can talk about it and I want to talk about it because I think that other people really need to understand and hear that they're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. if, you know, for anyone who's listening to this, if you've gone through a breakup because of the pandemic, 
you know, you are not alone. And also I'd love to be able to talk to other people who've had to experience this because it was life changing. You know, I think any, like you were saying, Alana, any breakup is difficult. Any breakup can be life, life shattering, life changing. And that can be a good thing sometimes. And in my case, fortunately, that it, this was also a good thing. It was not just, a, it was not a rejection. It was a redirection and a reinforcement of my value set, honestly. It just made me feel even strong, even stronger about the things that I care about. You know, feel even stronger about community, about science, about you know vaccine efficacy. And I had to become much, much more educated about vaccines too. And so my personal opinions now, I feel I can back them up, um, which I also think is really important when you're just when you're trying to figure out, you know, what do I actually care about. This is something that I really care about, you know, in a healthy, like you're saying, and it's important to have healthy relationships and you have to, you really have to know what your value set is in order to even be in one. Um, So I think like the next relationship that I'm in and, you know, whoever my future partner is, like I will be really aligned with them because I wouldn't, I wouldn't settle for anything less. Absolutely. And I mean, imagine if, if the pandemic didn't happen and you didn't find out about this, about your partner and you get married, you have kids. And then let's say the pandemic happens in 20 years, like that, that would have been the worst case scenario. Definitely. And I mean, that was definitely a possibility. That was something that we were talking about. And, you know, even though like this person is no longer in my life, you know, I hope that they have a great life. And, you know, everyone, everyone deserves love. Everyone deserves someone and everyone deserves, you know, to have their ideas and values respected. So I think, I think that there's someone for everyone and healthy relationships do exist like that. And you were saying that you're in a healthy relationship now. I mean, I, I, I almost want to ask you, like, what's that been like for you, especially during the pandemic? It's, it's really been amazing um, be, because I've been in so many unhealthy relationships before, but I didn't realize that they were unhealthy until yeah. they were over and until I, I learned from them and, and grew from them. Um, but it's, it's really interesting because we started, our first date was in February of 2020 and, wow. or 2021. So we mm-hmm. always say that like, we kind of have gone through every phase of the pandemic, except for obviously like the very beginning when it first started yeah. and happened. But like, our first date, we were, it was 20 degrees and we were sitting outside at a restaurant because we weren't going to do indoor dining. And then, so like we saw it go from that to like things like the vaccines, like we got our vaccines like a month into dating. Um, and then we saw like New York and the world kind of like opened up and people started to do like, like spring started happening and then people were doing things on rooftops and like outside. And, and then people started just like not caring and going back into restaurants and like doing all that. And then the fall happened and we saw people starting to get cautious again. And now again, it's like, it's all happening again. We're basically like going back. Hopefully, hopefully by the time this episode comes down, comes out, New York will have been through a lockdown because it needs to. Yeah. Um, But, and so now like, so he works in um, the restaurant industry. And so he, Mm. he has to go into a restaurant every day. And so right now we actually decided like, I'm not seeing him for the next week and a half because he has to be working in the restaurant and in a restaurant that's in a basement. And so I, like we decided and we agreed that like, we're not going to see each other. And um, I mean, he even texted me yesterday being like, if I'm in my office and no one's here, do I have to keep my mask on? And 
I appreciated so much that he asked me that because it just shows how much he cares about me feeling comfortable. And, and so like, that's been really amazing to, to know that we're on the same page. I mean, like we went and got our boosters together, like, and, and (laughs) things like a couple things, 2021, (laughs) 2021, couple things. We also got the stomach virus together and ended up in the hospital together last week. Oh no. But like, it's so we, we've now like stuff. really yeah <laughs> new york's hottest new date night activity at lennox hill er um <laughs> but it's it really has been a a uniquely like wonderful experience to know that we're on the same page um yeah. and to also see each other experience people who are close to us not being aligned with us and not wanting to get the vaccine and i know for me that has made me question, well, like if you're not willing to do this to, to keep me and the other people in your world safe, then like what, how, how much do you actually care about me as a person and how much do you actually care about the other people yeah. who are in your life? And so that's kind of my big question too, is like, other than the fact that like you guys were disagreeing and on different sides of the spectrum here, like how, how did it actually make you feel that, that he was like, I'm not going to get this vaccine for you? It made me upset. It made me really upset. It made me feel um, like he didn't care about me. Like, you know, all, all of the unfortunate classical feelings. Like I wasn't enough. Like I wasn't worth it to him. Um, but the thing is, he would say the same thing to me. That like me getting the vaccine was disrespectful to him and like what he wanted too. So it was, you know, you can see, you can see it from both sides and like who knows, you know, who knows what's correct right now, right? But it was a it was a really deeply emotional experience. Uh, I tend to think about things in terms of energies and, and chakras, and like when I think about it in my heart chakra, like I still feel that pain today. Mm-hmm. And like that's it's a very it's very deeply ingrained in my body, and you know something that I that you know I'm constantly working to release. Um, and it's something that I'm constantly working to get over, like just the the shock and disbelief that this even happened, that this needed to happen. I mean, I'm a big yeah. believer that everything happens for a reason, good and bad. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Uh, you know, it, maybe maybe this is what it took to turn me into a poet and to get me to start publishing my work. But, you know, it really made me – it. I've really, you know, grown a lot as a result um, so I, I'm really happy that, you know, this has been part of my story because, you know, if I ha- could, I, if I could go back and change the scope of the world and not have a pandemic, of course, of course I'd want to do that. But then, like you said, in 20 or 30 years, we'd be having these similar conversations. Um, and it, you know, we'd be so far down the line that it would be even more painful. So I think having yeah. the tough conversations and answering the tough questions with your partner, like, you know, when you're in the early stages of dating is really important because, and also knowing yourself and what you want and who you are before you commit to someone. That's not even something I thought about before I committed to that man. Yeah. These were not questions that I asked myself, but now these are questions that I ask myself in dating. And, and I think that it's really important. Yeah. In, in dating now, 
how I know I've had people ask me like, should I put that I'm vaccinated and I only want to date people that I'm vaccinated that are also vaccinated on my profile? Should I put that yeah. I'm not vaccinated and like not going to get vaccinated on my profile? Or when should I bring that up on the first date or the third date? Or like in, when scheduling the date, do I make sure that we're aligned? Um, what has your experience been? And, and based on your experiences, what do you think is the best way to go about it? a great question. I mean, I, I've put that I'm vaccinated on my profile. And I think that being open and honest and transparent is really key to anything. You know, if you, if you want to be doing online dating, I think putting that on your profile is very important. I encourage people to just, you know, be respectful of other people's, one of other people's choices, but just to be, you know, honest about what they're choosing to do. And one thing that I think has been really great is, you know, New York requires you to be vaccinated to go anywhere indoors. And so that for me has been kind of, you know, a stopgap of, okay, anyone that I'm going to be meeting, they've got to be vaccinated, right? Um, and so that's that's a deal breaker for me now. And, like, do if you worry – in, in that – sorry to interrupt you, but do you no, worry about people having fake vaccine cards and showing those to get into the restaurants? You know, I've, I've thought about that before and that is really just something that's, you know, out of my control. If someone is going to go the length to get a fake vaccine card and deceive me or anyone else, you know, there's nothing I can really do about it. But, you know, the people that I've been dating, you know, there are people who I respect who respect me too. And I, I, you know, if I'm going to continue dating someone for, you know, a long time, there's got to be that mutual respect there. Yeah. And that mutual trust. Yeah. What were your, like your family and and your friends thinking and saying while you were in this relationship, while the pandemic was unfolding and while you guys were clearly on like complete opposite sides of this vaccine discussion? um, What were people saying to you? What were their reactions to, to hearing this? And um, what, yeah, like what were they almost advising you to do or how did they like help support you through it? Yeah. I mean, my family was very much, and I say unfortunately because it was unfortunate, unfortunately very much involved in the day-to-day of this because during the the heat of the pandemic, you know, he and I were living together, but the only other people that we were seeing were my family and his family because they both families lived in Connecticut too. And so that was part of the problem too, is, you know, this travel between like my brother is immunocompromised. My parents are a bit older. There was a lot of fear involved in that. So my family was very much in shock too, because this was a person that, you know, we'd welcomed into our family, like started coming to the, you know, family events and things like that. So it was a lot of shock and, and sadness. Um, but also like once we realized that we were all on, we were all on two different pages, you know, my, my parents just wanted what was best for me and what was going to make me happiest. Um, and my friends, you know, once my friends found out, what was going on. They were like, Oh my gosh, (laughs) like you need to, you need to get out of that. You need to break up. Um, and that was, that was really hard for me to hear, but also I feel really fortunate that, you know, I have really great friends who have supported me through all of this and, you know, supported me through the move to New York. I wouldn't have moved to New York probably had we not broken up. Um, I probably would have lived in Connecticut. Um, and, um, actually there's another poem that I want to read that's about that because, there was a, there was a house that he was looking at to buy for us. And, you know, at the time I was, you know, so in love and like, so wowed that this person would want that, you know, would want to move forward in such a meaningful way. Um, and 
I will say though, like it's had, had I continued down that path, I think I would be a different person now. And I'm really happy with like the woman that I am and the one woman that I'm becoming. Um, and that's, that's what this, the following poem is about. It's called farm road. My attachment to you, a trauma response, quarantine's exciting parting gift. You made me hate your city, as Billy says, and while I'm not embarrassed by my ironclad attachment, I'm glad I don't live in your city, in the sun-kissed house you had picked out for us that we drove past on that crisp day after hiking down on Farm Road. Because I'm only 23, and I have so much life ahead of me, and so much soul to share, and so many people to heal, I would have been who I am now for the rest of this life because you liked exactly who I was before I showed you my strength and fortitude, before I showered you with my love, before you knew who I truly was inside. And before you say this feels one-sided, I liked exactly who you were before all those things too. You always said you wanted us to fly together, but now I don't want to. Wow. Yeah. I love the the term you (laughs) use. Yeah. I love the term trauma response. Yeah, because I think that's something. I mean, I, I don't even know if I've heard that term before, but I feel like it's it's so I can think of so many times where I reacted in a certain way, or I thought or believed or was so invested in a certain thing because of everything else that was going on, and yeah. it was the thing that was completely wrong for me, but I didn't know at the time. Yeah, I think I think you know, our our bodies and our minds are conditioned to wanting to protect us. And wanting what's safe and what's comfortable because, you know, that's how that's, you know, the innate survival. Right. But something like a trauma response because of quarantine, I, I am sure there are plenty of people who are very attached to their partners because of that too. You know, spending so much time with one person or with, you know, a few other people, you're going to get very attached to them. It's, you know, it's, it's only human. And, I, you know, interestingly, I changed that, that first part, like I, I changed that like the day before that I submitted my final manuscript to the publisher, but you know, oh, wow. like my, my attachment to you, a trauma response, quarantine's exciting parting gift. Like it's kind of, it's kind of comical, honestly, because, you know, I think, I think when I think about my friends and the relationships that they're into or, you know, have been in, I feel like everyone has that one person that you just can't, you know, you know that you don't want to be with them, you know, you shouldn't be with them, but you just can't shake it. And I mean, I'm at the stage now where I can shake it (laughs) and I'm really glad that I have. Um, But in the state of mind, when I was writing these poems, uh, you know, after the breakup, you know, I was so attached, that emotional attachment because of the pandemic. It's the same kind of thing as like, you know, when, how so many people got like dogs or cats. I have yep. to compare like humans to yeah, dogs the, or cats. The, but, like, the dogs, they're all, they all have separation anxiety issues. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I can't even imagine what it must be like, you know, for things to have worked out and be beautiful. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I know for so many people that's the case too. And I think that that's really lucky, but both sides of the spectrum, you know, breaking up or, you know, moving in together and getting engaged, both are good because it's, directing your life in the way it's supposed to go. Yeah. And I mean, look, I, I think we all know people who moved in together and realized that they were not right for each other because of that. And yeah. as I'm sure as traumatic as that was, especially with 
everything that was happening in the world and with like not being able to see other people and having to quarantine and, and isolate. I think as hard as it was, I think they're all relieved that that happened because it, like you said, like it redirected them onto a better path and it it allowed them to move forward and also take the time. Like I think this last two years have been filled with more self-reflection and like, and, and people wanting to grow as individuals than like any other time in history. And I think that that's a beautiful silver lining of the pandemic. Um, one question I have for you that I want to ask before I forget is as you guys started to disagree and, and realize that you had opposing viewpoints and, and values, um, specifically about the vaccine, were there other things that were uncovered that you disagreed on or did, did it just remain like surrounding the vaccine? Like this was the one fundamental thing that you were never going to agree on. You know, it's, it's interesting you asked that cause I was actually thinking about that recently. There were definitely other things that became unearthed, um, when this, these disagreements happened and like showed that we clearly weren't right for each other and it, you know, it wasn't meant to be and that we should move forward. And it's really hard to be able to say that now and accept that because that took a long time to accept. You know, we broke up probably August, like actually broke up August, 2020, but we're still kind of, we were still kind of seeing each other until April of this year. Um, And so in, you know, in that I, I really wasn't accepting it. Like I, the only thing that I could hold on to was we only broke up because of this one disagreement, but in reality, that's not, that's not the case. There were a lot of things that, you know, I realized and he realized, um, and, and I think that we're better off for it now. And that's painful. Yes. I mean, this is someone that, you know, I'll always care about. I'll always, you know, hope has a a beautiful life, but you know, it's not going to be with me and that's, that's okay. Yeah. Do you think, and this is something that I've, I've actually, um, had some discussions and and disagreements about with people in my life. Do you think that whether or not somebody gets a vaccine or is an anti-vaxxer defines them as a person? I don't think it should, but right now, because of how important that is in daily life, I think it does. I also think that it's for a lot of people, it's kind of, this might not be the right phrase, but people choose it as their hill to die on. Yeah it's kind of, it's become that hot, hot button issue. Um, and because it's, it affects us so, you know, personally, and it's such a, such a grounded, um, concept, you know, cause it's, it's, we're dealing with our physicality, we're dealing with our immunity. You know, we really do feel it that, you know, the response to it in our bodies, I think that it does partially define us if we wanted to. I, you know, me being vaccinated, like that's not a part of my identity. It's <laughs> right. But I think that for people who are not vaccinated, it is part of their identity and something that they stand up so strongly for. And, you know, you know, I'm, I'm all, I respect people standing up for their beliefs and standing up for their value systems. I think that's really important to like stand true in who you are. But I think in the same, in the same light, if standing up for your value systems and standing true staying true to who you are affects other people and it affects other people's health that's where i draw a line personally yeah because it's not it's not just about you and no I, it's I not like that it's not yeah it's not like you know thinking climate change is real or not right like right. that's not you know we, you can recycle all you want <laughs> right but like it's it's not it's not 
personal necessarily. You think you thinking the earth is flat isn't going to impact me. Right. And isn't going to put me at risk. Exactly. But you not getting a vaccine and then exposing me to a virus that could potentially be very harmful to me is Mm -hmm. going to put me at risk. And it's not even just about you and your community. When you know, when I was having these conversations, something that I would always say is this is about this is about a little kid, um, you know, ten towns over who does not have access to vitamins and the kind of medical support that you and I feel are so privileged to have access to. Right. And like, and it's about, it's about really supporting one another and protecting the people who can't protect themselves. That's what it's about in my opinion. And that's why I feel so strongly about this. And obviously, you know, done my research into it, into the vaccines. And so when, when the question comes up of, Oh, we don't know what's in it. I don't want to put that in my body. I do know what's in it. (laughs) I do. Exactly. Like I, I do know what's in it and I, and I support it. I think that's, you know, we're so lucky to live in an age where we have such amazing scientific, you know, innovation and we're able to create this and, and, you know, we, you know, our best scientists were able to create these vaccines pretty fast. And while to some people that would, that would turn them away from it, I think, you know, how amazing is that, that, We've advanced so much as human beings that we can help heal one another. And what a beautiful thing that is. And and we should use that to our advantage to continue surviving as the world continues evolving. It's like you've never questioned what's in your flu shot. Right. Right. But it's something that you get every year because it protects you and the people around you. Exactly. And something else that's really interesting to me is I think a lot of people who don't want to get the COVID vaccine are actually vaccinated for a lot of things. Um, yeah. So oh, like I totally. said, it's, it's the hill that some people have chosen to die on. And if that's what they're choosing, that's what they're choosing. I think that it's really sad that these lenses that we're looking at the world from have become so different. You know, we, every single one of us, even you and even you and I, we look at the world differently in many different microscopic, microscopic ways. And it's about, I guess, in dating now, it's about finding someone who is going to look at the world the same way that you do. And that kind of changes the landscape of what partnership means. That's not something that I think many people were thinking about um, as strongly as we are now before the pandemic. No. And, and I don't think before the pandemic, anybody would have questioned, well, like, oh, but like, if they don't like medicine or like they're, they're not down for birth control, but like they'll get an IUD, like it's fine, whatever it is. Like nobody's, nobody's questioning what that really means about the person and, and who they are fundamentally and, and what they believe. But I mean, and I, I made this comparison or this, I, I said this thing recently and like, I don't want this to turn into a conversation of like us versus them. Like, it's not like that, but obviously we're both being, we're both very clearly like get vaccinated people. Please. Thank you very much. Um, But in a way, it is like us versus them, or it is two very different groups of people where like, okay, you know what, let's say that it is for population control and the people who do get vaccinated are going to get screwed and and die in the end or whatever it is. It's like, and it's just going to be the people who weren't vaccinated left. The people who got vaccinated would not want to live in that world with just the people who weren't vaccinated and vice versa. The people, if the people who aren't vaccinated if God forbid they like something happens and, and really not like 
to the whole population of people who aren't vaccinated, it's like, okay, well they didn't, they chose to not do this. Like they chose that. And it's like, we disagreed with them anyway. And it's like, I hate, I don't like phrasing it that way. And I don't mean to be like rude or insensitive no, or I offensive to anyone, what, but it I is kind of like that. that. Yeah. No, it, it, it unfortunately is. And, and I, I agree with what you're saying. Like, I, I hate how divisive it is. And I also hate yeah. that it is kind of that us versus them. But I, I will say this is not the first time in history that that has happened. Like this is a very – all of this goes kind of down to the, you know, the biological ways in which we as humans operate. It, we do tend to get into these us versus them situations with things that are so innately ingrained in our bodies. And when it comes to our health and how personal that is, like it's no wonder this has become so important. And it will continue to be important. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we're about to go into 2022 where <laughs> we don't know what the world's going to be like moving forward. We don't know what's going to happen. And that unknown, that fear is really what drives a lot of our decision making nowadays. And I think, I think that I, that's the one thing I hope dissipates the, you know, mm -hmm. making, making fear-based decisions because it's the lowest frequency of anything that you can, that you can do. And it's really hard to know if the decisions you're making you're making are correct if you're making them out of fear. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to somebody else who's currently maybe a, a little behind your timeline of like they're still in this relationship and they're disagreeing whether it's on the vaccine or on getting boosted or whatever it may be? Um, what would what advice would you give them for how to navigate that situation? I would tell them in the most compassionate way to choose themselves. Choose you and, and trust your gut intuition as to what is correct. You know, obviously do your research and figure out, you know, you know, weigh the pros and cons of the relationship for having the relationship moving forward or, or not. Like, I don't know your, every single person's exact situation, but I would ask them to choose themselves because you know, you're never going to go wrong by sticking true to your values. And, you know, at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, you want to be able to be proud of yourself and be proud of the person that you're becoming. And trusting your gut intuition is the only thing that you can ask of yourself. It's the only thing you can control, really, is your response to things that are thrown your way. And if someone's going through, you know, this kind of tumultuous conversation with their partner, I would really ask them to focus inwards and find out who they are and what they really value and see if that is more important than the relationship. And nine out of 10 times, I'm unfortunately going to say that, you know, you're going to be more important than the relationship that you're in. You know, save yourself yeah. before you save, you know, it's the kind of thing when you're on an airplane if you know with the oxygen masks, put on your own oxygen. It's like mask put your before. yeah. Yeah. Like before save, helping save others. Your, yeah. Save yourself because you need to do that for future you, like the you in the future who's going to be in that healthy relationship and aligned with your partner on how the world works. Like, do it for that person, it's, especially if you're a woman. Like, do it, do it for fu that fu future version of you. Like, st stick up for yourself. Yeah, I love that, and I think it's it's important to remember that like this is about values and about. It, gets, it is foreshadowing to other things that will come up and that yeah. will happen in your relationship. And I think that it's so important to know 
why you believe what you believe. Like you said, like you did all the research. And I think that's so important. Like you really, really took the time to learn and to understand and to make your decision and be confident in your decision and, and your outlook on the situation. I think that's so important. I think if you can do all of those things and if you put that out there and they do not agree and they're not willing to compromise, they're not willing to put you first as well, then yeah, that is when you have to say, I have to do what's best for me. And it's going to be hard. It's like the hardest thing in the world is to step away and walk away from somebody you love. But very difficult. But I think everybody who's done it knows that it was the right thing to do. I, I think you're completely right. And, and I mean, even thinking about it now, like I'm, I'm reminded of how painful those conversations were and like how painful even further, like the grief of the relationship is. I think for a lot of people who broke up in, in the pandemic, you know, not having other things to turn to, right? Like you couldn't go out and meet new people. We were stuck inside. Like you really had to inter- like internalize and sit with that emotion. And I think something mm-hmm. that's really powerful that I've learned to do, and I feel really fortunate that I'm at this stage that I've, in my own healing that I've learned to do it is like sitting, and I've talked about this actually on, on other podcasts, is sitting with the pain. And letting it move through you like a wave, because if you don't, if you don't sit with the pain, if you don't take the time to really grieve and to move forward, you know, it's going to hit you like a truck. <laughs> and yeah, at first, you know, it definitely hit me like a truck. I was, I was completely ignoring it. And now that I've taken the time to really take a step back, figure out how to move forward and actually do the work, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm really grateful for the choices that I made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I, I, as much as I like hate to say this, like the same goes for if, if you don't believe it in the vaccine and you don't want to get it, like, right. don't, if that's what you believe, like don't compromise don't get, on your yeah. beliefs, like exactly. don't get it. Exactly. And, and the thing is like, neither of us were saying like, okay, don't, you know, I need you to get, I need you to get it for me or I need you to not get it for me. It was more like, why can't we agree on this? Why can't you see my side? I think that like just respecting where someone's at, if someone, you know, if one of your friends doesn't want to get vaccinated, hear them out on it and decide, you know, is this a, if this is something that is so important to you, like if you don't want to hang out with that person, don't hang out with that person, but you have to figure out what's best for you. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I had someone in my life who, um, their partner did not want to get vaccinated. And so once we really hashed it out and, and determined that that was not going to happen, I said like, okay, I know I can't change the situation. I know you also can't change the situation, but I, I do need to be honest that I don't always feel comfortable seeing you. And I have to count the number of days between seeing you and seeing my parents. And so moving forward, I need really open and honest communication about negative tests about like who, who else you two have seen before seeing me. And I need to be able to count the number of days I have to make sure that I'm okay after. And that was a really hard conversation to have. It was a really, really stressful experience to go through that with a friend. And at the end of the day, I do, I, our friendship is ultimately stronger because of it, but it was really hard, but we did have to have those conversations and we did have to say, okay, our friendship is so important to us that we're going to work around this. We're going to make it work, but here's what we each need from each other. She needs me to understand that she can't control what this other person does. 
And I need her to understand that I need honest communication about negative testing and where people have been and when so that I can feel safe. For sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you for having that conversation. That's a very, very difficult one to have and just being transparent about what you need and what, what she needs. And I think that that's all we can, all we can expect from our loved ones. And if that baseline of, you know, open, honest communication isn't there, then it's not worth continuing the friendship or the relationship. And I think, I think that a lot of people, you know, would, would be afraid of like stepping out of something like that or be afraid of having that kind of conversation. So I feel really encouraged that to hear that you were able to have that with your friend. Um, wasn't easy. No, I'm, both I, say I'm that sure it wasn't not. easy, I'm, but it was I'm worth sure it. It wasn't definitely, but yeah, definitely, definitely worth it in the end. Yeah. Um, exactly. something that I like to say is like living raw and unfiltered is, and this is your podcast. And here we are. Here we are. Unfiltered. You know, unfiltered. Living, living raw and unfiltered is the greatest gift that you can give yourself. Just staying true to who you are. You know, you're never, you're never going to regret doing something if it's in line with who you are inside. Ever. Yeah. You're only going to regret compromising your values and your beliefs to satisfy somebody else. Right. And then, you know, in a romantic relationship, you don't want to wake up in 30 years and realize, wow, I made a decision that I really was not in line with. Um, And, you know, when something, something that I like to say a lot is, you know, when you're, when you're living in your purpose, you experience much more prosperity and this is this goes across the board you know career relationships family decisions and with regards to standing up for yourself when you're living in your purpose when you're in alignment with who you are inside the right decisions will follow so in my you know in my case it was the right de- even though ultimately at the beginning it was not my choice for us not to be together i'm glad that we're not together anymore and i'm glad that i get to move forward with this new understanding of who I am and what really matters to me. And I can make better, more, you know, more informed choices and who I date now and ask better questions at the beginning so that I know what I'm getting myself into. Um, And, you know, use it to (laughs) use all of it to fuel my art too, which I feel really lucky to be able to share with people. I think, you know, for me, you know, writing about this entire experience has been very healing because it's given me this kind of third party perspective to take a look at what's happened to me without having to talk to someone else about it. I mean, I definitely have talked with my friends and family agnosium um, and definitely, you know, feel really grateful to have such a wonderful support system um, throughout this, you know, the pandemic and throughout this entire experience. But writing about it and now sharing it with the world has felt very powerful. It feels like, like I'm finally using my voice after this. Yeah. You did I mean, the most beautiful thing you could have done with your experience. And Thank I you. have absolutely no doubt that it is going to help people feel more understood and, and less alone in what they've experienced, especially in such a, a lonely time for everyone. I really so. Hope so yeah. I mean, I, I hope that it reaches people in whatever way they need to be reached. And that's, you know, some, in some way, at least a couple lines resonate with people. Um, because like when I, you know, when I read it back, obviously I feel, I physically feel it, um, cause it's my life, but I'm really excited to see people's responses and to hear about other people's stories, what, mm-hmm. what they've done. Well, everybody, this is your sign or your instruction to go, <laughs> 
um, pre-order in defense of science. It's available for pre-sale now. Um, we have the links in the show notes and in all of the Instagram content. So definitely check that out. Um, thank you so much for being here and for working through everything you had to work through. Like, I mean, I'm sorry you went through what you did, but I'm, I'm grateful that you did so that you can now share what you've learned with the world and and you've done it in such an incredible way. And I'm so grateful for you being here. And oh, I love thank you so much li- live raw and unfiltered. That's what we're raw here to do. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me on my Instagram um, at Aliana KM. Um, and when you read my book, I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and Anything that you've gone through, do not hesitate to contact me. Um, you can also email me at alianamichaels at gmail.com um, and check out my poetry repository, which is you know just a, a whole a whole smattering of my poetry, not in any particular order, at poemwithfeet.com. I love it. Well, thank you again so much. And to everyone, seriously, if you if you read something of Aliana's or you listen to this podcast and it it resonated with you, like let us know. There's nothing that makes like us happier and, and feel more fulfilled than hearing your feedback and hearing that something we said or something we experienced made a difference to you and, and or helped you learn something, helped you feel better about a situation that you're going through. So definitely let her know, let me know as always. And if this episode, um, if you loved it, please leave, leave a five-star rating and review. If you have a friend, family member, coworker, dog walker, mailman, who you think would benefit from hearing it, send it their way. And until next time, live raw and unfiltered. This has been Unfiltered.